This is your moment, your time to shine, your comeback. You're ready for the next step in your career, and you want an education employers respect. So you're not just going back to school. You're coming back with Purdue Global. Backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected public universities, Purdue Global is built for people who bring their life experience into the online classroom. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union, a savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA. Are you still searching for your perfect place to call home? Well, now is the time to buy at Fisher Homes. If you're looking to move in before the end of 2024, May could be your last opportunity to start building your dream home and close before the year's end. If you're hoping to move in even sooner, Fisher Homes also has homes that are move-in ready and waiting for you, where you can start enjoying the benefits of homeownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with a new home advisor today at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. Welcome to Why I'm Voting, a production of iHeartRadio. Listen, you already know this, but it's an election year. You might already be tired of hearing about it, but here's the thing. Democracy doesn't work without you. I'm Holly Fry, and I'm sitting down with many of my fellow podcasters from Will Ferrell to Stephanie Rule, as well as other luminaries to find out about their relationships with the ballot box and ultimately just to find out why they vote. I hope you're exercising your right to vote. And if you're not, I hope that their stories inspire you. Today on Why I'm Voting, I am joined by someone who doesn't need an introduction, John Legend. It feels sort of silly to try to write an intro for you. (laughs) (laughs) He is a singer and a songwriter and producer. He is one of only 15 people to uh, have the EGOT Award assortment to his name. And more importantly, perhaps, he is also a voter. John, thank you so much for joining me. Thank you for having me. You are very active on social media and you talk about issues and you talk about politics. But I'm wondering when this all started for you. When did you realize that you were going to be part of government in the form of casting your vote? Well, I used to think a lot about government even as a kid, because I think when you grow up Black in America, one of the things that's made clear to you is how much our ancestors fought for the right to vote for us. I looked up to people like Martin Luther King and John Lewis and Rosa Parks and all these other folks who were so engaged in what was going on in their communities and in the nation and cared so much about the laws because at that time we were bearing the brunt of bad legislation, bad practice, and we needed our laws changed. We needed our politicians changed. And so one of the ways we engaged was to make sure we had the right to vote and that our votes would mean something when it came to policy changes that would affect our lives and make our lives better. Did you register right away when you turned 18? I don't know if it was exactly right away, but uh, it was pretty close. I was going to college then. I was a pretty young college student. So by the time I turned 18, 
I was already a junior. Oh, wow. Yeah. <laughs> but I uh, registered in my home state of Ohio and voted absentee, even though I was going to school in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania, at the University of Pennsylvania. And I've been voting most of my adult life. I've moved around, but I've tried to stay engaged in whatever the local politics were in my community. And I'm a proud voter and have been voting for quite a long time. Since it was absentee, it may not have had the same kind of emotional impact as like someone at mm-hmm. at 18 going and doing the actual polling station. But do you remember what you were thinking and feeling that first time you got to vote? You know, I was excited to be a part of the process because I think the first presidential election I voted in was 2000 because I uh, wasn't 18 for the 96 election yet. So I voted in the Al Gore versus Bush election. And as we saw that year, every vote counts because that election was decided by a very small margin in Florida that was contested. And so we saw even that year how important voting was and how every vote counts, particularly in states where it's really close. You also mentioned that as you've moved around, you've tried to maintain your engagement in your local communities. Mm -hmm. So I'm presuming you vote in local elections as well. Yes, I I live in Los Angeles and have been registered here for a while now. So I pay attention. I uh, have raised money for a district attorney candidate here in L.A. and been encouraging people to pay attention to these local elections because they really do matter. And California has a lot of ballot initiatives as well that can be very uh, meaningful in people's lives. We've seen a ballot initiative here where we were able to downgrade six felonies to misdemeanors so that we could decarcerate some of our jails and prisons. We've seen ballot initiatives here that legalize marijuana, all kinds of initiatives that really affect people's lives and make the people a part of governance and make the people a part of legislation. Now, when it comes to those local elections, especially when you talk about ballot initiatives that maybe aren't always worded super clearly Mm -hmm. and, you know, have a really deep impact on the community almost immediately. What is your research process like to know that you are as informed as you can be when you cast that vote? Well, usually your local paper will write endorsements. And so I think that's useful, particularly in local elections where uh, you're not getting national coverage and these people aren't on CNN or MSNBC or Fox News or whatever you watch. So you want to read the local paper and local publications who are talking about the races in your community. And you don't have to follow their advice every time, but at least they can help frame the way you think about it. And they kind of lay out the underlying issues that people are contesting. And particularly with these ballot initiatives, they can be worded in ways that are actually deceptive on purpose. And so you'll want a reliable third party to kind of tell you, well, here's what this bill is really trying to do. And you can decide whether or not you're for that or not. You have mentioned that you have voted absentee, and obviously we are in the middle of a very strange time when a lot of people Mm -hmm. are probably going to vote absentee for the first time. But if you had your druthers and we weren't in this situation, do you prefer to do absentee or are you an early voter or do you like to go on the day? I vote by mail and I do it as early as I can. So in California, we have a pretty easy vote by mail process. You can request a ballot, but I think they made it even easier this year where I don't even know if you have to request it this year, but I was already on the vote-by-mail system, so I didn't have to do it. Of course, during the pandemic, it's important that we don't stress 
the in-person voting system and that we don't stress the vote by mail system because the president is currently trying his best to slow down the postal service. So my advice is do it early so that there's no doubt that your vote will get in. And if there's a drop-off location, rather than putting it in the physical mail, then try to do that as well, because it'll just make it easier for the Postal Service to do their job. Ah, expediting. It's perfect. Yes. Even though you're voting early, I'm sure you, like everyone else, on the day of the election, you are keeping track of what's going on. What does that day play out like for you? Do you tend to watch the polls all day long or do you wait and get away from it and then look at the end or something in the middle? Well, I watch the polls leading up to it as well. And, you know, sometimes polls get a bad rap, but even with Hillary and Trump, the national polls were pretty accurate right before the election. They showed that she would probably win the popular vote by two or three percent. And that's exactly what happened. So I think it's useful if you care enough (laughs) and you want to like be, you know, really informed as to what the chances are. You can follow the national polls and and that can give you an indication of what's going to happen. But of course, until the votes are counted, we don't know what's going to happen. And this year will be particularly difficult to know what's going to happen on the day of election. So I think everyone needs to mentally prepare that unless it's a landslide one way or the other, we may not know the final outcome for a few days. And that's happened all year this year because so many people have voted by mail and it takes a while for all of that to come in. And if you don't have a full count and a representative count, you can't call the election yet. And that doesn't mean anything dirty is happening. It doesn't mean anything nefarious or corrupt is happening. It just means that it takes a while for all these mail-in ballots to come in. So I think Everyone should be patient. It's not some evil conspiracy if we don't know the outcome that night. We will know it eventually, and hopefully everyone will allow the votes to be counted in a fair and sensible way. And we just have to be a little more patient this year. Those are wise words. I think that's a good mental set for people to have expectations management about what that day is going to feel like. Yes. Lastly, you mentioned that You know, you have always been inspired by the people that came before, particularly to secure the right to vote for the black voter. Mm -hmm. But there are also a lot of people just from all demographics that are not necessarily activating and using this right that we have. Yeah. That is a simple way to be a part of it and have your say. If you could say one thing to try to convince those people to make sure that they are part of this process, what would you tell them? Well, John Lewis wrote in his final essay in the New York Times that democracy is not a state, it's an act. So we have to actively maintain our democracy. And the only way that we do that, we're all citizens here, we all pay taxes, we all experience life here, and we're all affected by the decisions that our politicians make. And the only sure way that we can hold them accountable is to make sure we participate in these elections, because then they know that there will be consequences for them if they're not doing right by the people. So every aspect of your life is affected by a politician in some way, whether it's how much you pay in taxes, how much your roads are paved, and how much the streets of your community are safe, how much we incarcerate, voting rights, your rights to use marijuana because you want to, and you feel like uh, you know it's not harmful to anyone else. So many things that we want to do in our lives are impacted by politicians. And we get a chance to hire and fire them. They're our representatives. They're the people that represent the people. So for democracy 
to be real, we have to be active in maintaining it. And that means participating in the vote. And if you can vote by mail, if you can show up to vote early, or if you can show up to vote on the day of the election, either way, it won't take too much for you to be involved in your community and the way it's governed and to have a say in this election and have your voice heard. And I think no matter who you are, no matter where you come from, I don't care if you're voting the same as me or not. We want your vote to be counted because for our democracy to really work, our votes need to reflect the will of the people. Ah, perfectly said. John, thank you so much for spending this time with me today. I cannot tell you how grateful I am. Thank you. Hey, are you not registered to vote yet, but you think it's something you want to do? You may still have time. Voter registration deadlines vary by state, so to find out the scoop for where you are, check out a nonpartisan registration voting site like headcount.org or fairvote.org. Why I'm Voting is an iHeartRadio production. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever it is you listen to your favorite shows.